Welcome to Omalor, Chicago history you never learned in school. I am joined by Pat Westmacott. How are ya? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am. Um, I have a side interest in following the dysfunction that is the Michigan GOP. Okay. And just Google it. It's gone to court. Someone's going to end up going to jail. Shoot, they've got two factions now. What? What are they, they voted? What are they, they doing voted out themselves? They voted out like one of the leaders, but she refuses to accept that she was voted out. And then uh, the RNC endorsed a guy named Pete Hookstra, who they implement, implemented as a new leader. And then it went to court. The judge says Pete Hookstra is a new leader. But last I knew, there was a video where they're actually calling him Adolf Hookstra <laughs> and calling the whole thing a psyop. <laughs> calling the whole thing a psyop. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. Is that is that what we're talking about today? No. No. Okay. That's not Chicago. Okay. Yeah. All the right. great news is no one gets beat up in this episode. No one. No one. No, so not even my feelings are getting beat up. Well, maybe the taxpayers of Illinois and Chicago. Oh, fuck them. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? What do you know about baseball? Um. Okay, so I have I have a story about baseball, um, and it doesn't actually involve baseball. I spent a bunch of time in New York. I love it there. It's it's wonderful. But the instant you put on a Yankees hat, no one fucks with you. <laughs> no, they think you're a local, so they just let you right. go about your business. No one is trying to sell you their fucking mix CD. No one fucks with you. So I started putting on a Yankees hat. Well, then a a few years later, I started my band and I called it the Grinning Barretts after Dickie Barrett from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Okay. And I met him at Scafest in Victoria here on, on Vancouver Island. They said, Mr. Barrett, you're a huge influence. I named my band after you. We're called the Grinning Barretts. And he looked up at me and he said, that's kind of fucking funny. And so he, he asked me to get him a T-shirt, and I gave him our first CD. And, you know, as I'm giving him his T-shirt, he says, you know, I thought about it. It's okay if you name your, name your band after me. But you got to take off that fucking Yankees hat. <laughs> and that's how I became a Boston Red Sox fan. Okay. And then a number of years later, Dickie broke up the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones over getting vaccinated for COVID. Yeah. And that's how I became I a New York Yankees that. fan again. <laughs> that's my story about baseball. Let's go. All, all right. Well, do you know anything about Chicago baseball? Uh, just that the Cubs are your team. We actually have two teams. What? Yeah. We have the Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Canada has one team, and it's the Blue Jays, and it's kind of everybody outside of Toronto. It's that it's their favorite pastime to shit mm -hmm. on the Blue Jays. Okay, because kind of like the, the rest, Red Sox. The rest of Canada defines themselves by how much they hate Toronto. I can get that. 
So, yeah, we have the White Sox. Neither team is particularly, they have moments where they're good. Like the White Sox won the 2005 World Series and the Cubs won the 2016 World Series. But that was after long periods of not winning World Series. Okay. But a couple things. So the Cubs are considered to be America's team for a couple of reasons. Number one, they were always on WGN, which was a superstation. Okay. For example, my grandpa loved the Cubs because they couldn't have night games. Their games were always during the day, and he was a mailman. And if the Tigers weren't playing, he would listen to WGN radio. Baseball. So, and going to a Cubs game is just an experience. All right. But we'll get into that a little later. Oh, I'm afraid of that. So one thing to know, so the Cubs are on the north side and the Sox are on the south side. So they would have cheered for the Sox on Shameless. It's hard to say because, I mean, Jeremy Piven is a, is a Cubs fan. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but it's just different fan bases, different, different everything, different vibes. Which we talked about in, if anybody wants to get a little bit more into the vibes, we talk about the White Sox famously hosted Disco Demolition. (laughs) Sorry, what? You don't know about Disco Demolition? You tell me to know nothing and I do what I'm told. Oh, but Disco Demolition is like, we did a whole episode about it. Okay. I'll tell you at the end. Tell me at the end. It it always makes it on, like when VH1 would have their top 20 moments and... Music history, disco demolition is always on the list. Nice. Okay. Yeah. But we're going to start our story in January of 1987. Chicago is getting ready for a mayoral election. Chicago Bears want a new stadium, as do the White Sox. And the Cubs just want night games. Okay. And to research this, I went through a couple years of all of the Chicago Sun-Times articles that mention White Sox and Stadium. Yes. So I found a January 1987 Chicago Sun-Times article titled, Burn Hits at Stadium Site. She labels Mayor's record as wretched. Okay. Here's a quote. First, all out. First, all-out assaults on Washington came in a series of interviews in which she asserted that crime will be a major issue in the campaign, a theme she repeated last night at the 30th Ward Precinct Workers' Meeting. Quote, From the Gold Coast to the Seoul Coast, from the Northwest Side to the Southwest Side, there is fear, she said. Uh, During an earlier interview, Bernie said the lakefront should be saved. Well, do I believe a new stadium should be built on the lakefront? No. She goes on to say, I don't think anybody knows about the Bears or the Sox. It's a last-minute bailout situation. I read this quote to my dad earlier this week, and he thought it was from 2024. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I did a whole episode in my Ed Burke series called The Council Wars, 
which is where the city council obstructed everything Chicago's first black mayor tried to do. So in this interview, Burns being perhaps a little dog whistling. Hey, let these things happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I just said they happen. Yeah, it's at this point in time, the state of Illinois had agreed to subsidize a stadium for the Sox. And I'm going to just tell you, this is what the Sun-Times, I'm going to paraphrase what the Sun-Times says the agreement had, the bill. That effective July 1st, it set up seven-member Illinois Sports Facility Authority. So that's a seven-member group that has the power to condemn land and impose a 2% hotel tax for, for, in Chicago and sell $120 million in bonds. The ISFA, okay, they were, yeah. They're, they're, they're raising money to build this damn thing. Right. Yeah, so, and, and people who stay in hotels are helping fund it. Right. Yeah. All right. This later, so that they can say it's not costing the taxpayers any. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, the ISFA, as we'll call it from here on out, the governor would appoint three members and the mayor would appoint three members and the governor would appoint the chairman. All right. Governor, mayor, and then the chairman. Right. Who's appointed by the governor. Yeah. And the city and state would pay $5 million in annual stadium subsidies. But it's not costing the taxpayers anything. Not costing the taxpayers anything. No, just that five million doesn't count. Right, but the but the Sacks are going to pay four million in rent. Oh, okay. Well, are they though? It gets a little murky. What? No, <laughs> I know. Kaminsky Park, which is where they were playing, was the oldest park in baseball at the time. Like and the old and decrepit or well kept. I didn't get too into that, but it was probably old and decrepit because I mean it was just it didn't have the bells and whistles. And the plan was to build a new park across the street, and it's in this neighborhood that's called Bridgeport, which was known for being hella racist and working class. Okay, also. Also where our friend Mayor Daly was raised. He may be your friend. I've never met him. <laughs> my mayor's a, an old skateboarder who's covered in tattoos. I like my mayor. You you keep you keep Daly. He f- fuck that guy. He's been dead since 77. Okay. Good. And this invoked the ire from neighbors, some of whom would be relocated. And some who just wanted to keep the park in their neighborhood. Yeah, or not, not even not this. No, I'm getting ahead of myself. They just like old Kaminsky. Yeah. And the Sun Times actually did a poll, and 68 percent of the fans wanted to keep the old stadium. 68 percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's more than half. Yeah. Okay, I did a math. Cool. Yeah, they just wanted to keep the old stadium. In order to garner support 
from suburban Republicans, Governor Thompson promised $80 million in tax cuts and new profits for racetrack owners. Okay, nothing good has ever come from trying to garner support from suburban Republicans. Ever. Ever. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Yo, you can rationalize some real fucking garbage by saying, well, we were garnering support from suburban Republicans. <laughs> Specifically, suburban Republican lawmakers. Ah, okay. So... So... When did they start the tire fire? Because they sure love pollution. I don't know. Yeah. But they were also asking for federal tax cuts. Oh. And it gets really confusing. So Dan Rostenkowski, he's been a peripheral or character. I know uh, the name. Yeah. I've yeah, probably he... blocked, I've probably probably blocked out what he did because it's so harmful. Yeah. Oh, it's not as bad as some. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So he took over the gavel for the convention chair in 19, the 1968 DNC. Because remember, they couldn't control anything in the convention. Yeah. So he took over the gavel and it kind of cost him politically. He was a, he was a U.S. representative at the time. And he got in trouble at, or ghost jobs, among other things. Do you know what a ghost job is? No. It's a no-show job. Oh. Oh, it's just one yeah. of those. Oh, yeah. We, we In Canada, you get appointed to the Senate. They call it the taskless. The taskless thanks. You know, as a, you, you just get free money, right? Uh, it, mm -hmm. it helped bring Stephen Harper down uh, when it was found that uh, one of the senators he appointed was... Um, had had claimed that he, his primary residence was in PEI, but you know I don't think he had running water there. The guy was a creature of Ottawa for decades. His name was Mike Duffy. If you wanna, if you wanna hear about boring political scandals, uh, you can you can listen to the Canadian version. Uh, look up Mike Duffy versus Stephen Harper. It was great. I will. I kind of remember when that was happening. Yeah. Um. And there were other things. He had this thing. It's kind of complicated to explain, but he was selling postage that he had bought at the congressional post office, which I'm assuming is cheaper than other postage. Well, doesn't don't Congress people get to mail shit for free? That they have what's called the franking privilege as well. Yeah, yeah. So he he was grabbing the stamps and uh, and 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 hold on, selling them. Hold on. He, he was making francs for some francs. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Okay. Cut the podcast. We're ending on that joke. Okay. Thanks. Nice to uh, see you. Yep. Nice to see you. In 1994, Rusty was indicted on corruption charges. In 96, he pleaded guilty to mail fraud and spent 17 months in jail. And in 2000, Clinton pardoned him. Yeah. That'll happen. Mm -hmm. But in 1987, he was the chair of the House Ways and Means Committee and found a specific loophole that would help give the Sox and Bears federal tax breaks on their stadiums with specific parameters which the Sox didn't meet. Okay. 
And one of those parameters was moving to the west side or to Addison, Illinois. And it goes back and forth because he, he, he couldn't be obviously giving Illinois sports teams special favors like all the other states would want them. Yeah. And we were um, also governed by Ronald Reagan. No new taxes. Except for all the ones that he made? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, okay. But Just, I, no new ones. Those right. ones were bespoke. Those, that story those, just... Those were... What were those ones? They, they were artisanal. Those were artisanal taxes. They weren't new. They were handcrafted. Handcrafted. Handcrafted taxes. The Gipper wouldn't lie. Right. Right. But I was, he wasn't, I don't think he was favorable towards this. And there was actually a whole, I, I, it fell off in the media narrative. So I think it just died as so many things do, like Ronald Reagan did. Um, but I did find a headline. That, I did find a headline that it says, It shouldn't have been that funny. But it was Frosty is frosty on the tax breaks. <laughs> oh, pretty. And that goes back and forth. And also, while this is happening, Governor Thompson and Mayor Washington are in a pissing contest about the control of the ISFA. Yes. Which prevents construction from starting. Yeah. Well, you can't construct. Yeah. You can't start a building on time. Right. And now Washington won his bid for re-election. Okay. In the spring of 1988. Or 19, I'm sorry, 1987. And then he died in November of that year. Oh. Which just jeopardized his projects that he had had in the works. So the stadium and a big library. Okay. And the Sacks at this point in time are fed up. And they start talks with Florida in St. Petersburg, Florida, about the stadium. Oh. Now, this was prior to social media, so you could build stadiums under the cloak of secrecy. Mm -hmm. However, to share your opinions on any sort of widespread platform, you had to write letters to the editor. Oh, oh, yeah, oh! You had to, you had to John Barron it. Yes. So it gets out that the Sox are building this, having this stadium built in Florida. And it was going to be the Florida White Sox. Ooh. Then I just read today that they actually even already had merch made. <laughs> oh, that, that's probably worth some money these days. So here are some letters to the editor under the title of White Sox owners should shape up or sell. Quote. Obviously, Eddie Einhorn and Jerry Reinsdorf have no intention of making the White Sox a successful business operation. It appears their only interest is for taxpayers to give them a new stadium. Oh, yeah. It, it bringing makes us, sense for that. It bringing us to the villain of today's episode. Oh, tell me. Jerry Reinsdorf. Jerry Reinsdorf. He is the owner of the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago White Sox. Okay. He just turned 88. 
Okay. And is worth an estimated $2.4 billion. That is several Trumps. Technical Trump. <laughs> but soon, soon he, could, be... he could pay off Alex Jones's his, his, his debt at this point. I was just looking for an Alex Jones reference. I was going to go with Elon too. Oh, oh, well, I mean, Elon shits that. Elon, that fa that falls out of the couch with Elon. Yo. Yeah, but he's getting sued. Good for what? What did he get sued for? For defamation. Elon did. Yeah, I guess. Oh, you missed this. I, this, is, this was, How long okay. did this happen? I might have had my head so, in the sand. So Mark Bankston yeah. filed suit. Oh, okay. No, I, yeah, I have seen some of this. Yes. Yeah. And I, the judge said, Elon is getting depositioned. But okay. is he just going to send Adrian Dittman as a corporate representative? No, it's going to be, he has to show up. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's not, yeah, it's, it's about a tweet he did. Okay. But it's more of a personal tweet. He tweeted out, wait, I mean, remember in Oregon over the summer, some white nationalists got in fights with neo-Nazis? Uh, no, but I, I say if white nationalists and neo-Nazis are fighting, let them fight. And they were all claiming everyone was a fa was a fed. Yeah. Oh, that's what you do. So they found a picture of some guy and claimed that he was a fed pretending to be a neo-Nazi. Okay. He lived in California and he was Jewish. All right. And Elon, mm. Elon retweeted it or something, and then it's still up today. Yeah, why would he take anything down? He's a belligerent. Yeah, punk. yeah. So that's what he's getting sued. Oh, good. Now, so there won't be a corporate representative. Now, okay, yeah. So it can't be a corporate representative. He's he can't really claim that it was in the best interests of the the company that he did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I I was searching for a space lasers joke. It's probably in poor taste. Yes. Yeah. Now, back our billionaire of this story. Our billionaire. Okay. I like that. I'm going to quote from a profile I found in Vice. Good is sort of subject is sort of a subjective term. Reinsdorf is one of the most powerful owners in two different sports. And has his fingerprints, and his fingerprints are all over some of the best and worst things that have happened in both baseball and basketball over the last 30 years. Is he cheap? Arguably. The only way to stay rich is to not spend your money, right? Yeah. So he's cheap, he's a union buster or anti-union. Yeah. That's you said billionaire. I assumed that. I just thought you know. Yeah. Now, around the same time as the letters to the editor started to flow in, Rick Davis wrote an editorial titled, Sock's Demise Began the Day Reinsdorf Einhorn Bought the Club. It, the demise and popularity of the White Sox did not begin on the playing field and it certainly won't end there either. 
the guys who tote a lunch pail and sip a beer in the left field grandstands by night are street smart. They can spot a phony a mile away. They can spot a phony a mile away. Yeah. I like him. He goes on to say the ownership, in effect, looked its third and fourth generation White Sox fans in the eye and told them this was their toy, not ours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I read articles with investors. Like, they viewed it as their country club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by May, there was another proposed deal with the state of Illinois. Okay. What did they, what did they, what were they bringing to the table? But bear in mind, because Jerry Reinsdorf is now effectively the girl whose boyfriend isn't paying her enough attention. Okay. So she's going out in the club with her girls? Yes. Yeah. So rent will be free if attendance falls below 1.2 million. Ooh. Attendance is more than that. The ISFA will receive 20% of the attendance revenues. Okay. And then parking and concessions, they get a third of the revenues. Okay. After the first year, they would receive the ISFA, the state of Illinois, would receive 30% of broadcast revenues eight, above 5.8 mil. Okay. So they start and, getting their slice after a certain right. threshold's met. Right. And they were currently banking $9.3 million a year. In, in, in the broadcast. In broadcast. Yeah. yeah. So, so they start, they start, they, they would have been getting paid. There was a, there was a, there were, the ISFA, they were going to get their VIG. However, during oh, the second. There had to be a however. Oh, there's so many howevers. Shit. Thought it would be nice. Well, during the second half of the 20 year lease, the ISFA would have to purchase 300,000 tickets in any season if attendance fell below 1.5 mil. They've got a. Okay. So they've got yeah. a goose attendance uh, if the attendance is falling off uh, the cliff. Mm -hmm. We're. we're you're our insurance policy against empty seats, even though there's no way for you to guarantee that there will actually be asses in those seats. We're just selling the tickets. Right. Which I've done <laughs> on shows that I'm, I've done it in shows where I'm working for, if there was like a bottom. Yeah. If attendance fell below X, I would just, you know. I'm, uh, I'm just wondering, you know, this happened in, in 87, 88? 88. 88, yeah. So th th there was, simply no option for you know k-pop fans to to buy up all those tickets and then just not show up like they did for the trump rally no <laughs> no and i should also mention the Sox attendance number is comps are not included in there oh so that's 1.2 pain people okay but yeah oh but but yeah so the their guest list isn't uh, isn't included in that, but so the ISFA has to pick up you know actual per you know the the bottom yeah. for actual uh, 
um, unpurchased tickets. Right. That's a sweet deal for uh, for this this Reinholdy guy. Reinsdorf. Reinsdorf. Yeah. Now, a little bit about Chicago for people that don't know. You know how you just said all of Canada hates Toronto? Oh, God, it's terrible. All of Illinois hates Chicago. Okay. Because, well, we kind of keep the state blue. Okay. There's actually been succession plans. But we're also going home. Yeah, but the math doesn't math. Because well, I mean, that's because you're not doing conservative math. Well, no, but they—it's how much money we put into the entire Illinois economy mm. is. Yeah, yeah, but if you do that with conservative math, you can find a way for um, you know lower taxes to create more tax revenue. That doesn't math, but okay, we got to yeah, move on. Yeah, that's why I said conservative math. <laughs> the downstate legislators were not pleased. No. On the day of the vote, some wore Cubs and Cardinals hats in protest. Those negative Nancys. It's just no pleasing them. Yeah, I love that they were showing up on the floor with their hats on. Yeah. And Republican Senator Judy Barr-Topinka said, quote, it's getting to be outright blackmail. Okay. The Republican Senate Minority Leader James Kate Phillips from Wooddale said, quote, a lot of people see both owners of the White Sox, Jerry Reinsdorf and Eddie Einhorn, as being millionaires. And now they're coming back and trying to make themselves a little fatter. That's... That's how you do that. Yeah, no lies detected. Also, billionaires didn't exist then. Okay. Millionaire was like, it'd be like calling someone a billionaire now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Democratic Senator Dennis J. Jacobs said, quote, we're making commitments at a potential cost of hundreds of millions of dollars at a time when they're battling to keep schools open. Just every person holding public office have three names? I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're three for three there. We're, that's, you're, you're score, you got the hat trick, uh, you know, to... Well, now to, I have To use Democrat, a curling term. I don't... Yeah. Curling, I don't know anything about. Um, but Senator, a Democratic senator named Richard N. Luft suggested, quote... See, three that, names! Well, an, an, an initial. Oh, for a name. Well, his quote was, his quote was, not so sure we shouldn't make an offer and buy the team. It may be cheaper. Yep. Go, uh, go Green Bay Packers on it. Yeah. Yes, we'll get there. Oh. That was another Mighty Mighty Boston's reference. Yeah. Um, also bigly mad about this at the time was Florida Governor Bob Martinez. Okay, we got two names. Two names. Two names. And his quote was, "Entire the problem is being an announced second fiddle to the entire nation. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. 
And then one legislator did put in a proposal to buy the tea a la the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. At the end of May, the Florida House approves $30 million in aid for Reinsdorf in the six. Yeah. So, yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Let's not Spoiler. buy it. Let's just give the rich person money so that they can buy it. Mm-hmm. If we well, take the rich, I mean, this is 87, right? 87, 88. Right. So we hadn't yet seen 40 years of trickle-down economics fail. Right. It was still, yeah. Well, clearly, these rich people shouldn't have to spend their own money. Let's let them spend ours. And then everybody will have more money. See? Well, we've, conservative math, just give the rich people money, and they'll somehow make it into more money. Don't ask how. Spoiler alert. Uh-oh. The Sox stayed in Chicago. Oh. All right. Nice. The Chicago Sun-Times headline from July 1st, 1988. Quote, okay for Sox Stadium saved by late rally. All right. So, yeah. The, it's worth, it's that, worth noting that, that the late Sox... rally was the money. The thir- $30 million? No, no, that was Florida. This oh. is Illinois. Oh. There you go. They had lost on June 30th to the Yankees 5-3. to three. Go Yankees? Oh, yeah, go Yankees. You're a Yankees fan. Well, yeah. Thanks to Dickie. I actually couldn't name a single player. I don't. I don't give much of a shit. I don't care about hockey either. Don't be like, ah, Canadian, he only cares about the stick. I don't care about that either. Um, the only sports I can watch are golf and um, golf and poker. Okay. Yeah. Because I've been expo- so- I do, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, we make as much hay out of that as you fucking need to. But I'm going to quote from the Sun-Times because they just wrote it so well that why reinvent the wheel? Yeah, go. A dramatic ninth-inning rally, which may have stretched improperly into extra innings, climaxed Thursday night with the General Assembly voting to build a stadium to keep the White Sox in Chicago. Yeah. They go on to say, in a controversial maneuver, House Speaker... Michael J. Madigan, D. Chicago, let voting continue beyond the deadline as he, Governor Thompson, and others twisted arms to save the Sox. Mm-hmm. Then they go on to say, downstate legislators let a chorus of na 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 hey, 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 goodbye. goodbye. As the deal seemed to go down in defeat. Sorry, please continue. But the voting continued, and Rep. James R. Strange, R. Oakbrook, put the clinching vote on the board at what appeared to be 12.03 a.m. Yeah. Why does this time matter, you might ask? In Illinois, the spring session ends at midnight on June 30th. They ran it into extra innings, folks. Uh, just, you know, it's uh, 
it's pretty clear case of the, uh, the globalists uh, taking over to save Chicago baseball. Um, <laughs> I'm going to need a sandwich right about now. Or Chase Geyser take over. Good. So, more specifically, Mike Madigan stopped the clock. He turned off the clock. Okay. That's uh It's worth noting that he has a he has a bribery case against him on the docket. At this time or now? He's like in his eighties. Yeah. Well, He's okay. very corrupt. If you if you make it to your eighties, you, you have to be corrupt. Otherwise, yeah, he's very corrupt. It's just been postponed because they're waiting for a SCOTUS decision. But, um, and there was a guy, a rep, John F. Dunn, he was a Democrat, who said, Well, we can't take care of the children, we can't take care of the poor, we can't take care of the mentally ill, but we've got money for a baseball team. No notes, yeah, no, no, no notes, and let, yeah, yeah. To, but I mean, what about the baseball team? Yep. So the new stadium opened April 18th, 1991. Yep. They played the Detroit Tigers and lost 16 to 0. Oh, so close. Now, I know you don't know a lot about baseball, but it shouldn't be scores that look like football. No, that, no, six, 16 nothing. They, uh, you know, they walked a lot of runs in, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I was just having a rough day. They, they were felt Atten- off. Attendance was 42,191. That's, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. The stadium plowed at that time. 44,321. Oh, they were killing it. Okay. In 2003, it increased to 47,098. Okay. And then it later decreased, decreased to 40,615. Why'd that happen? They were doing things, adding things, bars and... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Taylor Swift needed her... Um, her, her her fan box up there, I'm guessing. Yes. Yes. Well, they already had... The old Kaminsky was the very... Was the home of the box. The sky box. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. In 2003, they renamed the stadium U.S. Cellular, Cellular Field, or the Cell. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. 
There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. And they're making $68 million over 20 years for the naming rights. So... Not a small amount of money, but it's not it, a small amount, but it's not a huge amount. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those numbers where it's like, well, it's an it's a if you're inclined to get mad about stuff like that, it's enough to piss you off. If you want to be reason, you know, look at things reasonably. Uh, it's just kind of obscene that. Sporting, yeah. sporting venues get name get that kind of money for names. So, oh, we're gonna right. Yeah. Well, thir- but thirteen years later, U.S. Cellular would pay thirteen million to end the agreement, saving around ten mil. This is the the Kevin O'Leary of <laughs> of of um naming right agreements. <laughs> you know, the, the guy who made most of his money getting himself fired. I do not know about this guy. Kevin O'Leary? He's the chocolates on Shark Tank. Oh, oh yeah. Like Shark Tank. Oh, I've yeah. watched it like once. Yeah, no, he, he wanted to run for leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. Sorry to bring it back up here, but um, he, he wanted to do that. But he was running from his home in Boston, didn't really set foot in Canada. Uh, made a bunch of really stupid um, pronouncements um, while trying to run for, as the conservative leader. Uh, but no, and then, you know, embarrassed himself on TV a few times. I think it was Chris Hedges that just tore him a new asshole one time, and then he got kicked off the CBC. Um, but you no, know, most, most of his money came from getting fired. He ran... The Learning Company. Which, I've heard of that. Yeah. So the, the, his scam, his his scam with the Learning Company is they would ship out all these learning materials to toy stores or, or or vendors right before the close of a quarter, report all of that as income, and then when that stuff came back, it comes back as it wasn't selling. None of, none of their stuff sold, but he'd report it as income, and he artificially inflated the company's. Uh, value that way sold it to i think toys r us and then, oh. it became, then it became a titanic failure and they were like tell you what we're gonna give you a bunch of money to fuck off and never come back and he's done that a couple times he's and then he you know but he you know takes that that con artist shit and gets himself on shark tank it's it's really strange what what Canadians are willing to do 
you know, to allow con men to pretend to be rich on TV and then run for run for political it, office. That, you guys would, would never, never do that. You're, here. you're, way, you're way too smart for that in, in the, down there yeah. in the States. That's why Canada is really resentful. Uh, you know, we're, we're so angry. Well, okay, long aside aside, um, please, back, bringing to, us back to, to the baseball. Bringing us to 2016. Okay. When, yeah, it was announced with a guarantee rate, which is a local mortgage company, bought the naming rights for $204 million over 10 years for a 13-year agreement, which is $2.4 million a year. Yeah. All right. The MLB average at the time was $3.4 million. They're getting it at a bargain. Yeah. Gotta we like won't it. even get in. Gotta like it. I love, I love hearing about a good deal. I, and we won't even get into a guarantee rates logo as an arrow going down. Um, I like three Just, arrows going down. Well, but, but for baseball, you don't really want to see an arrow going down by like your, um, no, your scoreboard. No, probably not. <laughs> According to Sports Business Journal, they haven't paid any ticket fees to the ISFA since 2010. Oh. So they're either cooking things or they're really not cooking at all. They're not cooking at all. Yeah. So if it, there's like a 1.9, there's like a threshold, and they've got to pay $2.50 a ticket fee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they're not, they're, they're not meeting that. The, the threshold is not being exceeded. Like the threshold right. on, on my compressor that I'm looking at right now. Just, it's, it's dipping into the yellow. And, and there. there's the red. Yeah. They have 70 acres of ISFA-owned surface parking surrounding Guarantee Rate Field. And the Sox make some money, or some money, if not a lot, off parking. Mm -hmm. And I found... An article by the Libertarian Group, Illinois Policy Institute, and employer of former Mayor Hopeful and lifelong Democrat Paul Ballas. It's a libertarian newspaper employing a Democrat, former Democratic hopeful. He swore he, he Paul Ballas is not a Democrat. It's a whole thing. He's a dino. He's a dino, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, he's a dino. He took Betsy DeVos money. Oh. Oh. And somehow... Oh, it's dirty. He somehow accidentally tweets out racist stuff from time to time, and his account got hacked. Accidentally. Ah, my thumb slipped. You know, he doesn't even try the Roseanne excuse. I was on, I was on too many med meds, and that turned me into a Nazi. And most recently, and bear in mind, he would be mayor now if he had won the most recent election. Oh, so you're doing yeah. really good. Yeah, he most recently agreed to talk to, I want to say the Chicago, uh, definitely a GOP Republican organization. Like, it's in the name, like Chicago GOP or whatever. Yeah. And they, tw they tweeted it out. And he sent a tweet being like, I was approached by this organization, but I didn't know what, that they were Republicans. Uh, it, nah, they, it meant good old pierogies, okay? 
Yeah. He's just, so he's got a soft spot for potato pastry. <laughs> so that's Paul Ballas. Oh. Uh, wow. And 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 any of the Chicago listeners would love that I just called went through that whole thing. I think uh, it's great. I mean, it's it's just nice to hear about, you know, people who accidentally become racist on Twitter. That's it's just and accidentally fuck. agree to speak for, to the Republican Party. Yeah, I, look, it happened by accident. I know. I oh, we won't even get into his campaign finance. That sounds yeah. like fun, though. No, not right oh. now. According to the Illinois Policy Institute, the in they read the 2017 ISFA financial report, and at that time. The combined debt was $207.5 million. Quote, and the taxpayers are still on the hook for debt repayments following a series of renovations at Guaranteed Rate Field and an overhaul of Soldier Field completed in 2003. Hold on. Just because... I could have sworn that earlier there was promises that it wouldn't cost taxpayers anything. Well, yeah, I mean, it's right. I mean, it's, you know, there just happens to be sometimes shortfalls. Well, this is a mystery. I'm, I'm stunned. When, uh, when, when, when have people ever been full of shit about spending millions of dollars? I just get so angry. And Elon and all the libertarians make their money sucking from the government tip and then shame others. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm going to start sounding, singing Disney songs here, but tale as old as time. It really is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So the Sox suck. And unlike their north side counterparts, the Cubs, they don't have the same fandom or the same draw. So one thing is Bridgeport is a neighborhood. Like it's a neighborhood. Wrigley Field is in what's called Wrigleyville. And there are bars around there. There, There's just a lot to do. And it's an experience of going to a game. I remember I, my parent, my whole family and I went to a Tigers-Cubs game. And the Tigers were killing the Cubs. It was embarrassing. And the guy in front of us is just like kind of drunk, but he's like, hey, do you want some peanuts? And he finds out that my sister is a Cardinals fan. And he turns to my mom and says, mom, how'd you let that happen? It's just the vibe of being at a bar. Yeah. It, so it sounds like fun. Yeah. I mean, and you can leave and go do something else. You're not sort of there. You don't paint. You can get, I mean, you can get to both stadiums by, by the train, but yeah. Yeah. And in fact, as early as 2022, signs started to appear, like billboards started to appear that said, sell the team, Jerry. To who? To Jerry Reinsdorf. Just billboards telling him to sell the team. Yeah, no, but who was, who, who was saying, uh, who was, who, who was they trying to get the team sold to? No, they just don't want Jerry to own it anymore. Ooh. Oh, because he's bad at it. Yeah. I love that. And I love that. Yeah. 
he's he's just that kind of full of himself where he thinks that because he's rich, he knows how to do everything. It's a right. special kind of dickwad. Well, and here, I'm going to do a whole different episode about this, but you, the Chicago Bulls had a dynasty. Yeah, where, Mike, Mike Jordan. Yeah, he's responsible for breaking up the dynasty. Mike Jordan did. No. No, oh, uh, Rein, Reinersdorf, yeah. Yeah. Bringing us to present day. Today. Today. Right now. Well, earlier this week, but yes. yes. All right. Earlier I mean, this week. we could end it with present day today, but we're not in a local election year, but the headlines are dominated by both the Chicago Bears and the White Sox wanting... New stadiums. Yes. Yeah. It's full circle. What's wrong with these other ones? I mean, this... Oh, we'll get there. Oh. I mean... The Soldier Field is this whole other thing. It's a historic landmark where they are. They can't have a dog. Like, it's like a whole thing. It's just, it's like one of the smallest fields and smallest stadiums in the NFL. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a whole other drama. Like, it's been going on for two years. And they want, they're arguing about property taxes. They bought. Oh, so remember when I said the racetracks? Yes. The Bears bought a racetrack in the, one of the suburban racetracks. For what? For a stadium. Oh, so they're going to put up a stadium inside the racetrack. They were going to do a whole thing. They had renderings. And then they were like, um, it's not a done deal. It's in Arlington Heights. It's not a done deal in Arlington Heights. We're going to go talk to the mayor of Naperville. And then they came back. And that was in June. In December, they came and said, maybe we want to buy, build a new stadium on the parking lot of our old stadium. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole... It's been going on. It's been going on. It can't keep up with it. Last I heard, they're protesting, not protesting, um, trying to appeal how much they own property taxes out in Arlington Heights now. Oh, yeah. Worth knowing, they do not own their current stadium. Their current stadium is owned by the Park District. Okay. So they're looking to get into, into some digs of their own where they can really decorate it the way they want. Right. Totally understand. You know, when the landlord's like, no, if you're going to hang up pictures, you have to use the existing nail holes. Fuck you, man. I get it. Well, one of, I get one it. Of the you know, these poor things, baseball teams, they're, they just, well, they just need a break. This is a football team, but one of the things about an ordinance of no commercial development east of what's called Lakeshore Drive, so on the lakefront, and they do have a stadium on the lakefront. Yeah. And there's like, the, there's a group called Friends of the Chicago. Oh my, Friends of the Chicago Parks, I think it is. And like, they 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 litigated to keep a Star Wars museum. Out of, they litigated to keep it's it's happening, but they were trying to litigate to keep the Obama Presidential Library off of the park, like the Lakefront Park. They're dedicated. They are very dedicated. And um, that what what what, what Friends of the what? Friends of the Parks. Friends of the Parks. Uh-huh. You, that, that sounds like sounds like one of those um, yeah organizations I that just turns out to have Nazi ties. No, <laughs> you, no, they're no, I mean, they're they're good. They're just, yeah, they're it's good. just but all they're these just, all these nasty people give their organizations the most innocuous innocuous name. 
the Proud Boys. Fuck are you proud of? Our no our shirts. But so that said, Soldier Field is very limited in what even at the park district wanted to, friends of the park would come in. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Reinsdorf announced that he was thinking about moving the team to Nashville. Okay. But more recently, he announced that he wants to build a new stadium in what is known as the 78. The 78. So Chicago has 77 neighborhoods. Oh. And we identify with our neighborhood. Like, it's what neighborhood you're, you live in. It's, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. To give you a little history, back in 2018, when Rahm Emanuel... I know that name. Yep. Rahm Emanuel wanted Amazon to move their second headquarters here. Yeah. And Amazon declined. But Amazon would tell people why they were declining. They took bids. Like one of the things very specifically, like Detroit would have made some sense, except for the education. Ooh, yeah. Now, so Rom finds there's 62 acres of an abandoned rail yard on the south branch of the Chicago River. And he found a developer, a guy, a company called Related Midwest, and they were going to build maybe I'll be generous, a whole new neighborhood to cater to the needs of those that work in tech. Okay. Like they're they're talking like a they want to create a Silicon Valley style. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it won't be complete until like 2035. So I think that the needs of it's because we're gonna be alive that long. You silly <laughs> dreamers. <laughs> well, so to this to this point, they've laid in infrastructure. Yeah. Which is apparently how you build a neighborhood. But it's also really weird to look at essentially what's an empty field that has streetlights. I really like um, um, water. Pipes. Pipes that bring water. Just It's one of those things that I've found improves life a great deal. I know. That's what I know. It's that weird Canadian thing going on. Yeah, I was like, oh, running water. Mm, Sure. But sure. not much progress has been made since they announced it in 2018. And I saw the promotional material for this, and nowhere was there a baseball stadium. Nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, uh, there must have been some fine print. And the renderings are amazing. Because it would be on the river. It would probably be with one of the most picturesque stadiums because you have the skyline in the background and on the river on one side, it'd be great. That said, there was a tweet that summed up how we all felt about it. Lovely stadium. I don't want one tax dollar going to it. But that's a Chicago tradition. We'll get there. That's a Chicago tradition. We just start. We just did a podcast talking about it. Because people no longer need to write their local newspapers to broadcast their opinions. And... This might be a rare example of Cubs and Sox fans agreeing. 
We don't want our tax dollars going towards an 88-year-old man's, 88-year-old billionaire's vanity project. I, I never. Hina Billions. Reinsdorf traveled to our capital in Springfield to ask the state for a billion, that's with a B, dollars. But don't worry, we're all coming to this hotel fax. Okay, that's a, I guess I'm not coming to Chicago. (laughs) And then they would just transfer over the 2% sales tax. Nobody's really worked out what we're going to do with the debt that they already, the math ain't mathing, but that's okay. That's why it's conservative math, right? It doesn't need to add up as long as the money goes to the right pocket. Then it it was worth it. It was worth it. And I see that thinking about all the better ways we could be spending that 2%. Yeah, probably. Now, guiding the man who is literally, you know, all the things they say about Joe Biden and how frail he is. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, he's basically Can't... dead. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a walking corpse. It's like, your, your guy's wearing a diaper. So, I thought about calling him a walking corpse, Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah. So he's being guided by his lobbyist, who's a guy named John Kelly. He is married to Julie Kelly. Kate. Whose Twitter bio reads, J6 conspiracy theorist, insurrection denier. Oh. So... Oh, well, now is this a, uh, um, is this a Kellyanne Conway, George Conway type marriage? <laughs> Where one of them know. can't fucking stand the other and, uh, you know. And, I and, don't you, know. You know, maybe. I didn't, I didn't get that too into it, but I, so Illinois' mm. Laura Loomer's Twitter is a wild ride. <laughs> Recently, she spoke at CPAC over the weekend. Uh-huh. You know the one attended by Nazis? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, re- and retweets Mike Cernovich. Yeah. And she's the one cha- chains herself to the uh, the front door of, was it Google or Twitter? What what, what was it? Well, Laura Loomer, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, Laura Loomer. Yeah, she chained herself to the front door of Twitter, but only one of the doors. And so all the people who work there are just walking past her. Oh. Uh, I couldn't find anything... Uh, I did a cursory look on her Twitter and I couldn't find anything about entitlements. And I do assume, though, that while her husband is lobbying for the state to give the White Sox a billion dollars, she hates poor people. I'm going to assume that. That poor people are God's gift to the rich. Unless they're in in the Washington, D.C. gulag. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why? I just... Which brings us to Reinsdorf's politics. I'm utterly unsure of what they are. I'm going to go with self-interested. Self-servative. Yeah, because he, he gave, like, I mean, I went back, like, 500 donations. He gave to Joe Biden when Joe Biden was a senator, but he also gives to Tim Scott. Yeah. He gave a lot of money to Rahm Emanuel. Some PACs, but never directly to, like, a presidential candidate. Okay. 
And he gave a lot to Bruce Rauner, who was the, the governor before Pritzker, and in, in, in Rauner's first election when he won the governor. It's all over the place. I can't tell. So he's he's literally doing the thing that Alex Jones accuses the these mysterious globalists of doing. They're they're controlling both sides. Look, they're he's he, you know, they're financing both sides of this war. This guy's just yeah. I'm gonna give money to everyone just that way. I know that I have their ear when I need them. Whoever wins, right? I win because right. If, like he, you know, when you're making that kind of money, when you when you can have a lobbyist tell tell the the state give this guy a billion dollars for his stadium and it's not a foregone conclusion that he's going to be told to go pan sand pound sand use words pat uh, you've made you, you you've invested in your uh, influence wisely right that that's that's what he's done he's just right. playing both sides but it's the kind also, of things it's the kind of thing that would get Alex Jones or um all, all of the other creatures out there um acute you know using veiled anti-Semitic language to describe. Right. If if he you know, they they decided to lock onto this guy's name. Right. And I mean he gave to Dick Durbin, but who but he also gave to he gave money to Ann Burke, who was a judge, but never to her husband Ed Burke, who was an alderman. Okay. He never gave he gives to his local alderman. I mean, like, like the, the alderman where thoughts part, like yeah. But yeah, it was just a fact. So I, I'm not, I'm unclear aside from his the politics of greed. Yeah, no, it's just self servitism, self servitism. So so after visiting Springfield, he did an ad and did an interview with Crane's Chicago Business, which is behind a paywall. But from what I can tell, he blamed the fans. <laughs> okay. Not for having a shitty team that no one wants to see play. Wow. So the logic here, okay, we're going to have to do some logic gymnastics. People are not going to the games, so they can't afford to get the good players. Hence, it's the fans' fault that they lose because they, and if they move, they'll attract more people. <sighs> yep. Mm -hmm. So he needs that billion dollars to build a stadium to attract fans so that then he can afford better players. Right. Yeah. That Billy. So it's in the public interest. I don't know why we're complaining about this guy. I'm convinced that I'm on his side. I'm. I am a a a, a Reinsdorf fan now. I'm and also, lying. he might die soon, and his kids might sell the team. Okay. Well, there so you go. You... Now you now now the state has a chance to go Green Bay on it. Yeah. Well, no, it would it would sell better in that if it was in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. So, are you familiar with the idea of Moneyball? Yeah. You just buy a buy a player because of their stat and their ability to do a certain a certain portion of the game. Yeah. Right. 
Like there's oh, was, okay, I remember I was trying to remember there was Curtis Granderson who was a player for the Tigers. And his, no, it wasn't Curtis Granderson. I can't remember who it was. One of the players for the Tigers is like, my job at bat is just to advance the game. I don't care if it's a single, double, triple, or home run. And it's that kind of player yeah. that's just there to move the game forward, which I don't know if Moneyball, the Moneyball idea is still in vogue anymore. But that's but, that's a, a description of someone who understands their their what their cog in that machine does. Right. And Moneyball teams have been really good teams. Yeah. I, I just said it. I'm I'm a Reinsdorf guy now. He's, well, he's no. got my vote. But he's not a Moneyball team. Oh, the whole thing on Moneyball is you don't take the highest paid players. Oh. Yeah. Loophole. Loophole yeah. in my plan. You just get really good players. Yeah. Okay. So you're not looking for the triple threats. You're not looking for the singing, dancing, and acting. You just need right. you just need one of those things. The the 2007 Tigers were a Moneyball team, and they made it to the World Series. They lost miserably, but they made it. Well, uh, I, mean, brought, you, I I just yeah. hope both teams have fun. Yeah, yeah. So you're, there is a way to build a team. You can be cheap and still build a good team. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a sportscaster said after he did this announcement, he's like. He took a number two on the neighborhood and his fans. Okay. I'm, um, I'm doing everything I can not to make a Dave Matthews joke right now. Don't do that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, because the neighborhood, he's been, he's been in there for a hundred years. Yeah. So the next day, he was rounding up to close to another billion from the city of Chicago. Oh. Yeah. So we're at two billion. Oh. Of subsidies, or as I call it, corporate welfare. For a team that doesn't, hasn't paid the 250 per ticket in years. You gotta spend money if you wanna make money. And other stupid slogans, Alyssa. And other the stupid whites, slogans. If the White Sox were a poor person, Jesse Waters would be mocking them for their plight. Yeah, he he would. Because he if sucks. They, he does suck. Oh, if terrible. they if they were a migrant, local right wing personality Amy Jacobson would be complaining about how they are draining resources and getting handouts from our government. Yeah. Yeah. I do have some good news for you. Please, please go. As I was writing this, a reporter asked our billionaire governor about funding the new stadium, and he said, well, I start out really reluctant that we can justify in some way. I haven't seen that yet. He is not Pritzker couple things. Pritzker, not a fan of giving money to sports teams. He talks about how it's an independent business. Well, it doesn't a private have business. to be, does it? I mean... <laughs> the, the, the handout 
the waiting on the handout because they're proud of their business bona fides is just my favorite con going. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to get the money at the state level. Oh. The city is like, well, we'll look, but I don't think that's going to happen either. Because literally, if it happens, I think the city will rot. And then we'd be right back here, wouldn't we? Because, yeah, because as as my dad said, also the the, the disenfranchised neighborhoods. So last I knew, and this happened earlier this week, the Bears and the White Sox are supposed to get together to see if they can find a multi-use venue. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The headlines are still just about the Bears and the White Sox wanting new stadiums. Literally, somebody put on Twitter, good morning to everybody but Jerry Reinsdorf. (laughs) Somebody tweeted out, do we need to start a sell the team, Jerry, hack before this doubles again? The the request or the... uh... The request. The request. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's nice to see that you've got somebody saying i don't see it happening but right and that person is our governor yeah who also happens to be a billionaire i mean i don't have to like everything about him when somebody actually tweeted out when that this quote came said never in my lifetime did i think the billionaire would be the most progressive governor we've ever had yeah. I mean, he's brought us legalized pot. Nice. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Um, well, so, I any mean, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Or any thoughts? It's, it's just as greasy and shitty and awful as you think it's going to be. Had you been, hey, Pat, we're going to do a, we're going to do a thing about, uh, about a, a billionaire that owns sports teams. I'd be like, oh, well, this is going to be gross. Um, way less um, personal peccadillos than I would think, but that's probably because uh, I've been conditioned to um, con- conditioned to wait for that because of the uh, the the 24 minute news cycle that we go through. We have to know about everybody's peepees. So it, uh, he, but no, it's greasy. It's, it's gross. I, yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I mean, he was like married. He's got kids. I, yeah. I didn't get into a lot of it. Like there wasn't a lot. Well, you know, I just said, I went through his donations and uh, it's yeah. not, and, and, and here's the thing for me, like with him, it's, it, it's, it's not a personal, like, there's nothing personal. I, like, I'm indifferent to him on a personal level. Yeah, he doesn't have any of those, um, or at least I didn't hear about any of those disgusting things that you you usually hear about billionaires doing, right? So right. There doesn't seem to be a, I'm above the law and can, and can run around with my with my dinger. Uh, and throw it at everybody in sight, right? And right, and I didn't look whereas, into it, you know, but I 
I think if it had happened, I would have known about it, but I didn't look into his personal life all that much yeah. because it's irrelevant for this conversation. Well, it's irrelevant for this conversation. I'm, I'm, and I'm just acknowledging my own, uh, you know, my own, I guess, predispositions here, but the, you hear about so much that these people think that they're just a Above everybody else, uh, you know, uh, you know, Elon Musk having kids with like ninety-seven different women that he doesn't pay any attention whatsoever to. He just um, names them something unpronounceable, something that would give Prince nightmares. <laughs> and then, then he's, uh, uh, but it has nothing to do with them, and it's just. Just the entitlement, the entitlement of asking for billions of dollars normally translates into entitlement about other people's bodies, I guess is where I'm going with this. And it took me a ridiculously long time to make that point. I'm surprised people who are still listening are still listening because, you know, my voice sucks. Lissa, say something so they don't turn it off now. All right. Well, I mean, the, the only thing I have, the last thought I have, and, you know, I've I pointed out, you know, making money, but it's also the same thing as, you know, the, the, the PPP loans that people got during COVID. Yeah. And they got their loans forgiven. Uh -huh. And those are the same people that complain about student loans getting, being forgiven here. Well, right. it's different. It, it, I know it's different because they're rich and people, other people aren't. Well, yeah, it it's yeah. Um, the The PPP loans were bespoke and handcrafted. Student loans are for the poor's. I don't know if you know that. So Reagan didn't raise taxes. He made some bespoke and artisanal ones. All right. Yeah. Where can people find you? Oh, uh, thanks for joining me. Where can well, people find you? Th uh, thanks for having me. Uh, go to thegrinningbarretts.com and you can buy a record. And you can see if if you're anywhere near us for the St. Patrick's Day weekend. Coming up in approximately two weeks from today. Yeah, no, yeah we start two weeks from today. Uh, and we, we're going to be ripping up Vancouver Island. I don't know how soon this is coming out. So uh, it's currently March 1st. Uh, it's coming out on Monday. It's coming out on Monday. So when you're listening to this, it'll be March 4th, and you'll have about 11 days to to get yourself to Vancouver Island, buy a ticket, and come and throw a full beer at my head from the from the crowd. There you go. Yeah. TheGrinningBarrets.com. Um I don't actually maintain that website. That's Dave. And so make sure you send him messages harassing him. That's not nice. It's not. But he's going to laugh when he hears this. Sorry, Dave. So, listeners, I appreciate you. Please subscribe before another sports team tries to suck off the taxpayer's tit. Leave a five-star review like you had a great night at Wrigley and tell all your friends with the frequency you complain about the bears. The bears. And bears.
Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.